Hello, and welcome to Season 3 of the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast. This is a podcast designed to provide you with the inspiration, confidence, and strategies for transitioning out of campus-based positions in education toward other opportunities. Hosts Drs. Jamie Hoffman and Tom Studdard pivoted out of campus-based positions and have experienced success by translating our education skills into a new career path. With almost 16,000 downloads across our 35 episodes in our previous seasons, the need is clear and we're back for Season 3. For show notes and information about the podcast, visit pivotingoutofedu.com. Our inboxes are clear that you all need support with your pivot. Therefore, if you're thinking about pursuing an opportunity outside of your campus-based position or know someone who is, check out our website for pivoting resources and our consultation services. If you think this podcast was awesome, please consider giving us a five-star rating. Now, sit back and get ready to be inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast. My name is Tom Studdard. And I'm Jamie Hoffman. And today we are really excited to welcome our guest, Stephen Campbell, who works in real estate. Stephen, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a quick intro. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephen Campbell. Uh, as you may be able to tell from the accent, I'm Irish. I was born in Belfast. I grew up and was educated in Northern Ireland. Upon graduating, I went to work for an Irish company in Spain. Uh, I studied business studies in Spanish at college, went out to Spain for a year, went back to Northern Ireland to work, and they offered me a job there, but I uh, preferred to continue the Spanish dream. So I went back to Spain and, yeah, um, worked there for 12 years in education and moved to the U.S. in 2010. So I've been in the U.S. about 12 years. Great. Uh, well, full transparency, I've known Stephen for several years. And for those of you who are listeners to the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast, uh, we were fortunate enough to have his uh, other half. I won't say better half, but I will say other half. Uh, last season, Jenny Campbell spoke to us about customer success. And so continuing the tradition into season three of really deep diving into roles that exist outside of education that educators can move into, we were really excited because, Stephen, you have a background that is in education, but you've you've left into an area, and particularly now, you uh, are working in an area that I'm not sure a lot of educators initially think of. You know, they think of customer success, they think of learning and development, they think of you know project or product management. But you know, we're excited because you have a background now in real estate, um, and I'm curious, sort of, what made you decide to pivot into that world? I know that that wasn't your first pivot, but what made you decide to move into the real estate world? You know, COVID. Uh, to, is the short answer to that. So back in 2020, I was just finishing up a consulting gig uh, where I worked for a health technology company. And a lot of my experiences since education have been entrepreneurial. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, so 2020 hit, I finished the contract and was basically looking for you know, just to continue that sort of consulting, management consulting work and basically had to take a career break. So uh, my wife, as you say, has a, a job at Zoom Info. Uh, we couldn't balance sort of two people working at the same time and having two kids at home. So I was really fortunate to be able to take a step back, um, look after the kids full time. And then when you know, things were returning to normality. 
um, I started thinking, you know, what, what, what can I do to continue a little bit of work-life balance, but also basically take advantage of the skills that I've built up, you know, my 30 years of work or 25 years of work and basically real estate. I landed on real estate as, you know, something that was exciting to me, something that wasn't a nine to five, so to speak, although it's much more than nine to five, unfortunately, but the, you know, I was my own boss. I think one of the other things that resonated with me was I've always worked for people and it's easy when you work for people to blame them on, you know, I didn't get that promotion that I wanted or I'm not making as much money as I wanted or things just aren't going the way that I wanted. And I think for me, the beauty of real estate, that it's completely on you. Your success depends on yourself, your work ethic, your ability to problem solve. A lot of the skills that, you know, I build up through the years, I'm applying those, but it's on me. You know, what I put in, I get out. I can't blame anyone. When I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror, it's me. Brings with it a little bit of pressure, but it also brings other benefits. I find that um, fascinating because, uh, I mean, for a lot of reasons, but um, I, you know, we, I have two kids as well. And it was nuts when the pandemic started as like, how are we going to juggle two full-time jobs, no help with the kids, you know? Uh, and I think it's a really interesting path that you took. And thank you for sharing some of the sort of like the pros and cons to the experience. I'm wondering if too, we could kind of even go a little bit um, backwards and if you can share a little bit more about what you did in education and then what was that sort of, that first pivot, what drove that pivot? Um, and what was your sort of first uh, position out of education? Absolutely. So whilst I was in Spain, I started some part-time lecturing at an international university there. I was fortunate. They were looking for English speakers with business experience and I fitted the bill. Um, so I worked there for a few years at a number of different universities and then uh, one of the universities approached me to work in a more of an admin job. So I was fortunate enough to run an international MBA program uh, at La Salle University. And fortunate in that I was able to build up relationships with other universities in the La Salle network, which allowed me to travel to Mexico, I to China uh, on several occasions to the US. We had a sister university on the West Coast uh, and on the East Coast. So yeah, I, I was managing an international MBA program for about four years. The pivot out of education was interesting. Uh, so whilst I was managing an MBA, I was looking after a group of American students who were visiting from our sister university on the West Coast. And I basically ended up marrying one of the students and moving to the U.S. It's a little bit, there's a little more awesome. to that. But I, I mean, love it. This is the type of, love uh, type of podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I know the story and yet as you tell it, it still like amuses me, but, um, appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously really happy that you two met. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, for me, I came to the U S my wife wanted to move. She lived, we lived together, um, in Spain for two years 
Um, and she ultimately wanted to come back to the U.S. to pursue her career, have kids, etc. And I've, I'd always wanted to uh, live and work in the U.S., so I was definitely up for the challenge. But when I came, I started thinking about what I wanted to do professionally. And one of the things that really sort of influenced my decision was I had this idea that I guess education wouldn't be as well paid as cor- as a corporate job, for example. Education in the U.S. is very competitive uh, in terms of finding jobs. At least that's what I found. So that in circumstance, I, I quickly bumped into a few entrepreneurs where we settled in Santa Barbara and I was offered a job pretty quickly. But there was definitely a hesitancy to go back into higher ed. And there was also in my... In, for me personally, I was running an MBA and I was also doing a little bit of teaching and marketing, business management teaching. And I also thought that, you know, it would be good to complement that or with a little bit of more practical world experience. You know, it would ultimately make me a better teacher if I wanted to go back into education uh, or if I was, you know, lecturing on the side. So there, there was a couple of motivations to move me sort of into that, let's say, corporate world. Yeah, Stephen, one of the things that, that really strikes me that's probably a little different than a lot of the other folks that we've interviewed is the fact that you just stated, you know, was teaching on the side, was sort of still connected to education on the side. And I, I think that'll resonate a lot. One of the things that we hear from folks quite a bit is, a little bit of nervousness to leave uh, because they they have a passion for working with students. They you know they 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 love sort of the the teaching and and, and the mentoring and the advising, and so they're nervous about leaving because they might miss that or they might not get that in the new in the new job, and they're worried about will I ever be able to go back if this doesn't work out? And based on your experiences, it sounds like you know there is an ability there is the ability to have sort of a toe in both sets of waters. Absolutely. So. When I arrived in Santa Barbara, again, I jumped, I was fortunate enough to find a, a job with a startup pretty quickly, but I then also volunteered my time at an entrepreneurship program at the local city college. So I went there every week and I advised students on, you know, they, it was a business competition and I got all of the things that I loved about education, working with young people, you know, helping mentor them, et cetera. I got that from that experience. And again, I was able to complement what I was telling them with, with real world experience. Cut forward 12 years. And whilst I am working in real estate, I'm also doing a little bit of consulting on the side for an education company. So this is a more corporate training than education, but same. And again, the idea is I've got the experience. I've got the teaching experience. Now I have the quote unquote real world experience and I'm able to package that up and basically bring something to this company that sells executive education, corporate education into big corporations and also to universities. So, you know, it's the fear I totally realized the fear. I had it. But once you overcome that, you can see that a lot of the stuff that you've got in education, a lot of the skills you build up are transferable, you know, into anything. And people aren't looking for 
I know you talked to Jenny about being a CSM. You can be trained to be a CSM. You can be trained in computer, a particular computer programming language. But the skills, the communication, the teamwork skills, the communication skills, those are all skills that are transferable. And that's what I realized. You know, in actual fact, I think I was fortunate enough to get a broader experience working in education that benefited me in my career today. And when I say that, I'm talking about my position is a little bit different. I had to sort of manage up. So I obviously had bosses, but I also had peers. I was organizing their uh, schedules, trying to find the best teachers for the classes, et cetera. And then I was dealing with students. I was also dealing with recruitment. So, you know, I was dealing with different people. No, no two days were ever the same. I had different pressures, different times of the year, recruitment, you know, in the summer moved to, Hey, are the classes going well? And then trying to find my students jobs. So that adaptability also, that sort of helped me a lot when I went into sort of my more entrepreneurial jobs, which I sort of focused on after education. Yeah. So, uh, Let's let's take a little bit of a deep dive into what you're doing now. So I know that you you talked a little bit in the beginning about how you landed in, into real estate, particularly with the, with the pandemic. But there might be some folks out there that are interested in, in in that, and maybe as particularly one of the things that I, I I loved about what you said is sort of being able to be your own boss, and particularly in the world today, I think that 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 will really resonate with folks, um, you know, who are maybe struggling to stay in higher education. So can you deep dive into the role? Let's give folks who are listening sort of a uh, a, a quick window view of what real estate looks like, how you got into it or how you get into it. Um, you know, what it is, how did you find out about it? Um, and what, what does it sort of look like on a day-to-day basis and, and maybe what you like and dislike about it? For sure. So barriers to entry are pretty low. So anybody who's thinking about real estate, essentially you have to do some training. I think it's about 300 hours of training. All of it can be done online. Uh, at your own pace. So it's also something that you could do while you're still working in education. You can, you know, in your evenings, you could spend sort of familiarizing yourself yourself with the laws, etc. So once you finish your educate uh, your 300 hours of training, you have to take two exams. Um, in Oregon, I had to take the Oregon real estate exam, and then you have to take a national exam. Uh, multiple choice questions. I think there's about a hundred on the federal or the, yeah. And about 40 in the state exam. I think the pass rate is 70%. So once you do that, once you uh, get your uh, license, then you go and you look for a brokerage. What actually happens is as soon as you get your license, you have lots of brokerages, agencies approaching you because they want you to work for them. Um, so yeah, I interviewed with a couple of companies, found a good fit, uh, and started working probably maybe a couple of weeks after I got my license. And, you know, I, I chose the work, I worked for Remax and I chose a bigger, uh, brokerage basically because I was interested in the education, the training that they could provide. They have, they have a university with everything you could need to get up to speed 
and help you in the early days of your career. Um, but yeah, I, I was very fortunate uh, in that I, I had a client straight away. So the, it's a complicated time to get into real estate. As probably everybody knows, the market is, the prices are going up. Um, demand is really high. Inventory is low. When I actually interviewed, uh, someone told me, hey, be prepared to not have any sales for six to nine months. I'm like, what are you talking about? I actually have clients here that are looking for uh, homes. And he's like, listen, my advice is don't count on any income for six to nine months. And that was something that frightened me. And I think what I'm seeing with people that came into real estate the same time as I did, you definitely have to have a little bit of a runway in terms of hey, you might get one or two sales really quickly, friends, family, but then it's more difficult then and it takes time to build up your business. And I think the statistics for real estate, people dropping out of real estate in the first year are horrifying. Yeah, just it's, you know, unless you have a little bit of a cushion. In my case, I was fortunate to have a partner who was able to support us financially. Uh, so I think that was the greatest challenge, uh, getting up quickly, getting up to speed and getting those clients and getting those transactions done. How, how did you go about doing that, Stephen, for folks who are interested in going into, into real estate and knowing that there is a little bit of, of particularly or potentially the scaries of, you know, having to wait six to nine months to, to get going um, and maybe not having sort of the the bank account to be able to do that. How did you overcome that challenge and how did you sort of dive in to make sure that you were going to be successful as quickly as possible? So I was fortunate that I have a, a, a close sphere or a pretty big sphere of friends um, in my local area. I volunteer coaching kids sports. So I, I was able to tap into that market, but a lot of it's networking. A lot of it's, you know, putting yourself out there, using LinkedIn, just, you really just have to put yourself out there. Uh, and again, I think that's where the communication skills that I learned, you know, and education really served me well. You know, the ability to go out, present yourself, present what you're doing. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of calling, a lot of coffees, a lot of saying, Hey, I'm here. I'm your, I'm a real estate agent now. And sort of, you know, working that side. I, I'm I'm dying to know is your face on a on a um, on a billboard or a bench yet? Because if that's the case, I I definitely need to take a picture. <laughs> not not yet. We don't we don't want we don't want to uh, cause any accidents in the <laughs> metropolitan area. Describe the drivers. From the drivers. <laughs> My I've got a face for radio. <laughs> not true. Radio. Not true. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know again it's. You pointed out something which is really interesting, that sort of the reluctance or fear factor of doing something new is always prevalent when, when you're jumping from one career or pivoting from one career to the other. But I get it's, I would really urge people, especially those in education, to take a step back and actually think about what they do, not what their job is, what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. And I bet you it's a lot of the same skills that I use every day in real estate. People use every day in their corporate jobs. It, those are the same skills. 
like before I before I came on here, I was looking at Indeed and published the, the the most wanted skills by employers. Communication, leadership, teamwork, entrepreneur, interpersonal skills, learning and adaptability and self-management. I did that every day in education, every single day. And as I said before, no two days were the same. So it's almost, I would see somebody moving into a corporate job from education. It's almost like it's a slowdown in terms of like the different types of situations you find yourself in, right? I, I don't know if you would agree with this, Tom, in terms of like a lot of, a lot of corporate jobs are, you know, you've got your roles and responsibilities and that's what you do and you do it day in, day out. Now, there's obviously, you get different things happening, curveballs come your way. In education, at least when I was working there, every day was a little bit different. You know, I, I had students coming in with with a family problem, a student who wanted to go study in Australia for a year, a student who was flunking out, was, you know, maybe going to completely leave education. So I those sort of challenges, I think, equip you really, really well to pivot into another job. But, yeah, taking a step back and actually analyzing what you do in terms of skills, you'll find that you know, you can pivot to really anything you want. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's sort of the point of, of our podcast, right. Is, is helping folks understand and the people that I talk to on a daily basis now that are, that have reached out is the skills that you're building are 100% transferable. It's just now a matter of how you translate them over. So Stephen, sum up for me in sort of two bullet points, your top two likes and your top two dislikes about real estate. Being my own boss is definitely my number one like. Being my own boss is also my <laughs> number one dislike. <laughs> Again, it's that accountability. You're accountable to yourself. Uh, and that brings with it a load of positives, but it also can be challenging if you're not getting the results that you expected initially. You know, it's you can't blame anyone but blame yourself. So you got to be, you know, I'm learning to be gentle on myself. I'm learning that, you know, it, it takes a little bit of time to grow a business. Um, you know, five to 10 transactions in your first year, you'd be really hitting it out of the park. The idea about a good uh, real estate agent is over time, you're building that business to, you know, 20, 30, 40 transactions per year. Um, I also enjoy meeting people like I did in I did in education. You were meeting different people from different walks of life. Not only clients, but you're interacting with mortgage lenders. You're interacting with a whole host of different people. Um, and you know, no two days are the same. I like a little bit of you know a little challenge, a little, just different. Um, and yeah, I don't really have that many more dislikes. You know, I'm reasonably early on in my career. So, you know, I haven't been jaded, uh, by the experience so far. And again, if I do become jaded, I just got to look at myself and find, you know, how, how can I, you know, freshen it up a bit and what, what does that look like? And that's a, that's a good segue to actually the question I wanted to ask you about, which is just how are you thinking about or have you um, documented 
sort of all these different types of positions you've had, which there's clear, there's clearly a thread um, anchoring all of them with regard to the skills that you've implemented. But thinking about the folks that might be listening who have experiences in different contexts, I know a lot of them are wondering, how do I articulate that for a recruiter um, so that I can, you know, get my foot in the door for an interview in, in the various locations they're looking at? Um, and or what advice do you have for, for folks to, to get their foot in the door? You know, thinking even back to your first pivot, um, you know, that you got went into a startup. So um, how did you sort of make that uh, leap then? Yeah, I think, you know, when you work in education, you're busy, you're, you know, it's day to day. Every every day is a little bit different, as I keep on saying. And you don't really get a chance to take a step back and realize what it is you're actually doing and what skills you've developed. And I think that's always important. And I don't think people take enough time to do that. I also don't think people generally take enough time to recognize their accomplishments. So I would always try to write down, you know, what I've done. And it can be a huge accomplishment. It could be a small one, but it's an accomplishment. And you should pride yourself on that. And I think that would, that starts to give you the confidence to actually look outside of education and say, hey, I can do this. And, and in terms of, you know, pivoting out my first pivot, again, I, I think they weren't as interested uh, in my background and what I had done as I was worried about they would. You know, that was my great fear. It's like, I'm going to work in a technology startup, but I came from education. Like, ugh, they weren't interested in that. They were interested in the skills that I had, the experiences, you know, the smarts that I had. And those are things that I think for your listeners, they should really sort of concentrate on. Again, I was able to gain experience training and what they wanted me to do, but they, they wanted me for the transferable skills that I brought. Yeah. I think that that's, that's exactly what we are trying to communicate here is that, the skills that you have coming out of education are the same skills that you need in a technology startup, an enterprise level company, a nonprofit, a government job, because the skills that make you a good employee sort of are, are sort of across various sectors. Um, so no matter what you go into, we, we have this sort of sense in education that I think there's two senses, right? That education is sort of the ivory tower. We've gone into education and therefore we're perhaps better than others because we're giving back to the community. Um, and I think that there's the other thing is that it's so different than everything else that we sort of set ourselves apart from everything. And then as a result, other, other industries also set us apart. And part of what we need to do is sort of make folks understand like both who are applying for jobs and, and who are creating jobs is that Education jobs are no different than any other job. The skills that you have are the skills that you have are the skills that we want and the skills that we want. Um, and so, Steve and I appreciate that. That's that's sort of the the mentality that you have and the mentality that you share with others. So, sort of to close it up, um, I know you've given a lot of advice to the folks uh, who are listening. Sum up in one sentence. Uh, you know, for somebody who is thinking about making that first pivot and 
whether they're thinking about real estate or something else, what's one quick piece of advice or sum up your advice into one sentence for us? I'd say just go for it. You know, be confident in your in your own abilities, your the experiences that you have, and just go for it. You know, there is it's okay to be fearful. It's okay to be, you know, have those worries, but just go for it. Take time, look at what you've done, note down your experiences, your accomplishments, and walk into that interview with your head held high and know that you can kill it at any organization. So Stephen, I think that that advice is the best. Just go for it and hold your head up high knowing that the skills that you have are what employers are looking for. So Stephen, thank you so much for joining us for our Pivoting Out of EDU podcast. Um, I was really excited that you uh, accepted our offer to be on this season as we deep dive into various roles that educators can go into post uh, campus-based positions. So thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. For everybody listening, uh, make sure that you take a peek at our show notes uh, where we'll have Stephen's contact information uh, if you're interested in real estate. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you for listening to Pivoting Out of EDU. For show notes and more information about the podcast and our consultation services, visit pivotingoutofedu.com.